Hello and welcome to Small Town Banter, a rural library podcast about the Parkland County community, local events, and good old-fashioned Albertan humor. Small Town Banter was created by Parkland County Libraries as a way to connect you with your community from the comfort of your home. Stay tuned for special guests, funny antics, and so much more. We would like to discuss topics you're thinking about and hopefully others that have never crossed your mind. We endeavor to lighten your day and at times ponder the obscure. Welcome to Small Town Banter. We are so excited to be here. You're listening to Lorena and Brittany from Parkland County Libraries. And this week we are talking about good old sensory functions and some cool camping tips going into the camping seasons, which I'm so excited for. But before we get into that, here are some community and library updates. Parkland County Libraries, with the help of Parkland County staff, have installed a little free library at the Fallis Store location on Highway 16. Thank you to the Fallis Store owners for allowing us to put that one up. The library is continuously stocked with an array of books, titles for all age groups and movies and audiobooks and all sorts of fun things. These are all free for the public to take. We also have a very exciting initiative coming up. It's called the Golden Ticket. It's along the same lines as the Willy Wonka Golden Ticket. All five libraries are getting five golden tickets, which have a prize assigned to them. And how you get them, where they are, will be based on the library manager and their creativity and how they want to roll it out. But there'll be more of that on our website and our social media. And it's census time. You may have heard that the 2021 census is underway. It has been a challenging year for all Canadians and the census might seem like another thing on our to-do list. However, we would like to encourage you to complete your census if you haven't already done so. Census data helps governments at all levels plan for libraries, schools, transportation, community centers, and recreational activities. Data from the 2021 census will be even more crucial because it will help evaluate the impact of the pandemic and to better plan for the future. You can quickly and easily complete your census questionnaire at census.gc.ca using the access code you would have received in the mail. If you need assistance or would like to have a paper or alternate format questionnaire, please call the census helpline at 1-855-340-2021. Thank you for doing your part to help to help plan for a better future for all Canadians. We also wanted to let patrons know that Parkland County Libraries has their subscription bags available. That would include adult, the teen, I think there's a spa bag this month. There's the little guy story time bags. There's the inventors um, club bags. All registration has to be in by June 1st for you to get them through the month of June. It's time for Good Thing of the Week. Lorena, what's your Good Thing of the Week? Good Thing of the Week was my family really just needed the weekend to recuperate. And not that we have a big strenuous lifestyle going on with the pandemic, but I Saturday, I slept off and on throughout the whole day. Like I wasn't sick. I just needed, needed that, that extra, sleep. yeah, extra sleep. And um, just plucked off things off our list. So coming into work today, I felt really accomplished that things that have been on the list forever 
not making off, we, we plugged it off. But at such a slow pace, it was just, it was re a recharging weekend for us. Nice. And now we got to do the garden because we were supposed to do the garden this weekend. So now I have that on the list. <laughs> so took a few things off the list, yeah. added a couple more things. Well, now I got stuff that's extremely time sensitive to get done. So now yeah. the panic will be yeah. on. I, my radishes are up and I'm really excited because I planted like traditional red radishes yes. and also the white radishes. Oh yeah, yeah. And I've never had those before. Okay. So I'm really excited. Excited to get him a potato salad. Oh yeah. I also like we're talking about gardening, but we're here we are. Um baking radishes in the oven like you would potatoes is the best thing. Like we don't even eat it. Oh my gosh. So I, I started doing it just because I saw it online or something. Oh. And it's I don't we don't eat our radishes raw anymore. We always cook them because I've they're so they like go from it. like being like that sour earthy yes. taste to being more of like like a sweeter not like a sweet potato but like a sweeter right. potato well i'm gonna try so learned, good that's something i learned yeah. thank you Brittany. how about you what's your good thing of the week or my weekend? good thing of the week or of the now is that my best friend moved back to Alberta from New Brunswick, so counting down the days to restrictions being lifted so that we can hang out again. Oh, that's nice. Yay. So how long has it been since you've connected with her? I mean, like... Well, she's been moved away for her. three years, and okay. then probably a long time. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. That's very exciting yeah, for so, you. Yay, oh, friends. Good things are happening. Yeah, so let's... Uh, get those restrictions gone and we can all hang out with our loved ones again and that'll mm -hmm. be nice. And yeah. eat radishes, baked radishes. And we can all cook our radishes. Trust me, you will not be disappointed. So book of the week, and I have to say, it's going to be the opening line. What's your favorite book this week, Brittany? Oh my gosh. What's my favorite? I absolutely love this book. No, but honestly, I do kind of love this book. So I picked Bird Box by Joss Mailer... May Mailerman? I'm sorry, Josh. I know I said your name wrong, but you wrote a great, like a really great book. And this is the one that you're all thinking about that everybody was obsessed with on Netflix, like last summer, I think. Okay. Um, like the Sandra Bullock. The Sandra Bullock yes. one where you, everybody's something terrifying that must not be seen. One glimpse and a person is driven to deadly violence. That's the whole book right there. <laughs> like they don't have to explain like anything else and scene yeah done like don't open your eyes or something really bad will happen okay well yeah. you know what that was short and sweet but that is like a very good plug yeah synopsis read it watch it you'll enjoy it mm -hmm. read it read it and then watch it mm -hmm. and then critique it that's always fun that's always fun mine is a junior fiction junior non-fiction National Geographic. You cannot go wrong. These are hot commodities in all of our libraries. Okay. They're going in and out. Kids love these They're so fast popular. fact books. Now the one I picked here is Cat Science Unleashed. And I'm like looking at it as you're holding it in your hand and I love it because there's a little business cat wearing a tie. And these are always going out. Oh, I laughed the first page I looked at. I don't know if I'm absolutely engrossed in this book or a little bit terrified that my cat can do some of this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> a little bit both. Like I know cats are kind of a complex character because they're kind of a character animal. Yeah. But in reading this uh, National Geographic book, they're far more complex than I thought. I'm. That's kind a of terrifying. <laughs> Almost scarier than Bird Box. <laughs> like, what can your cat do? What did your cat? I think do I was do? reading. I just skimmed the one page, but it was something about them having nose sensory, um, able to smell by their leg. I'm like, what? Or they have certain sensory things. I know their feet are very sensitive, but far more than I thought. I was talking about them being left-handed and right-handed. Like, this is taking oh, that's feline science to a new level. I want to know if my cat left or right-handed. We're going to have to take out this book. I'll have to see, like, watch the next time my cat, like, my cat doesn't scratch the other animals, but he definitely just, like, backhands them, like, <laughs> with no claws. I'll be like, are you doing that with your left or your right You're paw? You're going to have to watch now. See. I will point out that National Geographic, besides it being amazing, they have more adult content, but they have for kids, and they also yeah. have National Geographic content for the little, little ones, too. And it's all great. Like, yeah, it's interesting. I find, like, even if you're looking at National Geographic for kids, it's still interesting for grown-ups. It's not like you're going to be bored reading to your child. Well, yeah, every time... You each of the libraries gets new con National Geographic content. I'm always thumbing through it. Yeah, like right it's interesting. Now, picking up tidbits that, tidbits that are got me a little bit concerned now. <laughs> I know, like, just talking about how popular these books are, I have certain, like, youth that come into the library and that they're more interested in, like, playing games mm -hmm. or, like, doing stuff with their friends, and their caregivers are always like, no, you have to go get a book first. And it's always National Geographic or like facts or like the farmer, not the farmer's almanac, but like all the kind of like factoid books where they can yes. just get fast facts quick. Yeah. And Definitely. It's yeah. Right. So if you're looking for a way to get your child into reading, get some National Geographics. So I was thinking about the We One programming that we have here uh, with all of our libraries, the story time and the sensory play with the wonderful Rebecca. We're so excited that she's coming back. Yay, she's back from her maternity leave. Yeah, she does just wonderful things with the, the kids and that. But I was thinking how, with this pandemic and masks, how is this impacting babies and toddlers and their picking up social cues how is that working for them? How is that going to be in the future? They're either going to, you know, need a little bit more help in the short and long term, or maybe they'll just be sensory savants where they pick up on the slightest little cue. Yeah, I think that kids are just resilient. And like, even though so many babies haven't seen a stranger with like their full face ever, I think kids are just resilient enough that they'll, they'll be fine. Imagine babies seeing a mustache so. for the first time. Oh my gosh, just that would be terrifying. If they don't have like a, a Tom male Selleck mustache. Yeah. Like if they don't have a male figure in their life that has like a very prominent mustache. I would love to be there for the that. The big reveal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. That was a sideline thing that just popped in our head. Anyway, um, you know, I was even thinking with myself, I've had a few sensory missteps. I was at Costco 
just like the last podcast where I was at Costco. <laughs> but I was all at, of your day yeah, off at Costco. And I was at Costco and there was a lady that I swore was a Duffield mom and I made eye contact with her and she could see the recognition in my eyes and she's looking at me like I, I have no clue, no clue who you are, lady. And she pulled down her mask and Brittany, she did not even look like the Duffield mom remotely when she pulled down her mask. Like I missed you know, I was just thinking, though, that lady's super nice because she knew you were wrong. Like, And yeah. she was like, okay, if I just walk away right now, the person that she thought I was is going, she's going to think that person's True. a jerk. True. So she's like, let's just clear the air yeah. right now. Well, we talked. I mean, we were strange. We were strangers and we had a good laugh over it. And we were talking just what we're talking yeah. about on this podcast. And then I was thinking I cannot be trusted picking up identifying features on people thank goodness i'm not expected to pick somebody up out of a police lineup and then i started thinking i don't even know of anybody who's ever been in a police lineup or was in one or was asked to be in one do they even do police lineups or is this just on law and order no they definitely do but i was just thinking imagine if you were in a police lineup and you were lined up with like 20 other people that looked like you would you be like well that's the thing just pray that i'm that not on the other really side unsettling. of the mirror because i don't have a very good track record Brittany. for recognizing oh I, at first i thought you might like you didn't have a very good track record like you're gonna be in a lot of lineups <laughs> not that you're gonna be sorry no, no. Stuff. i just nobody wants me on the other side yeah. of the glass because you don't get to pick the person no that is not okay. my strength so no. no one commit a crime in front of Lorena. No. And then I was reading about people's emotions and intentions, especially during this pandemic, because when we, when I'm looking at your face, talking to you, I guess apparently I'm measuring your mood and intentions through your eyes and your mouth. Yeah. Your whole combined. face. Yeah. And with us covering up our mouth, we're missing a lot of those so cues. Yeah. And laughing was an example or smiling, sorry. We have 19 forms of a smile, and only six of them actually reflect happiness or joy. I feel like I don't even have six happy smiles. We're going to have to map that one out later. (laughs) But the rest of them reflect more um, pain or embarrassment or fear. So, you know, when you come in, I blow in, and you're sitting there, and you're looking at me, and I can see your maybe your eyes are squinting, and I'm thinking, oh, Brittany's smiling at me. Maybe you're just like half pain. of my face is crying. Maybe you're crying. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely makes a big difference. And there's been a lot of like I've seen on the news and different TV shows of the deaf community coming out and saying that it's definitely harder to communicate ASL because it's so much more than just what your hands are doing. It's your face as well. So people wearing masks, there's same thing they're losing half of the expression so you're losing mm-hmm. half of what your signs mean it's way harder to communicate, way to communicate. Yeah. yeah well even within my family unit i have family members that have are hearing impaired and they have just gotten frustrated where they default to me let's say to deal with a social interaction or ordering or right because they just they give up after the third time they can't get it so it would be a very frustrating thing totally for folks. And on the lighter side, if you have any really funny stories about like your young child interacting with 
masked humans. Yes. Can you share them with us? We would really like to hear them. There has been a couple that where they pull it back and you get smacked right in the face. Oh my gosh. Yes. yes. We want to hear all the funny baby mask stories. Yes. So now we're ready to talk camping and we have some camping hacks for everyone so that you can be ready for camping season. Marina, do you want to start the list? Sure. I got to say first off in looking at this list, I wish I had little ones again so I could redo the camping experience. So it would have made it a lot less labor intensive and just more, even more enjoyable than it yeah. was. Cause some of these are just darn good. They're good hacks. Yeah. So the first one was set up a hand and foot washing bin outside. Yeah. Like how simplistic, but absolutely. Got to wash. Yeah. Totally. The next one is check out geocaching possibilities in that area. Do it with the little ones or send the teens off to give you a little time for yourself. Either of those sounds great. And geocaching is so fun. Mm -hmm. Um, not going to get into much of, I think we have talked about mm -hmm. it a bit before on the podcast, yeah. but we can also post more information about it. If it's something you've never done before and want to learn a bit more, we'll have that info. Another one is surprise your kids with a blanket on the ground and snacks and a bunch of books. Go to your local library, grab a bunch pick of books. Yeah, yeah. Curbside pickup. I've done this with my kids quite a bit and you know, it gives the lazy days of summer, um, real meaning yeah. where the kids can just sit there and enjoy. And it gives, again, parents a little bit of time to themselves. Yeah. Um, instead of s'mores, roast a marshmallow and pop a strawberry on the end. Yes, that sounds so good. Yeah. I actually just, to add to that, I just saw the other day where they had taken a strawberry and you can have the jar of marshmallow. Oh, yes. And you dip it in there yes. and <gasps> then you put it in the fire. I just... I saw that the other day. That sounds so Take good. Take it that step further. And then dip that in chocolate. Well, they sorry, they did. They did, yeah. Anyway, my family has done the strawberry thing. That's That sounds so good. Tasty, tasty. So one thing that we do now is we don't buy the fixings as a family for s'mores, like the graham crackers mm -hmm. and the chocolate. And the, we just buy Oreos or Fudgios or mm. something. And it's just more simplistic. I just pull yep. the cookie apart, put the marshmallow yep. in, done. I've also seen people buy like the waffle cones, like for ice cream cones, and then you mm -hmm. just stuff all of your marshmallows and chocolate and stuff into the waffle cone, wrap it in tinfoil, and throw that on the fire. <gasps> and that sounds so good. Brittany. All of our hacks, like almost all of our hacks are food. Sure. Okay. It's not wrong. What's the next one we have here? Oh, use Doritos as a fire starter. You've and I've that. actually tried it. It actually works. Interesting. Um, oh yeah, it's my turn. We're, I'm smart. With sanitizer, uh, um, with sanitizer around every corner, you can use it as a fire starter. starter. We're just starting fires and eating food. Now this one, I don't know if it works, but you can use deodorant on a mosquito bite to relieve the itch. But I've never tried that, so I'm not sure if it's for real. Yeah, someone will have to test that for us. And then make pre-made craft bags for ease. That sounds fun. Yeah. Or with the get them library, from the library. Sub subscription yes. bags, it's already done for you. Make sure you sign up for June first. Yeah, you can have that for your camping. Now we're going to adult camping tips. Because happy parents make happy kids. It's true. Okay, so roast a marshmallow and remove the innards. That sounds creepy. <laughs> so it's like a little cup, and then. 
pour Bailey's inside and enjoy. Yes. It's like a little marshmallow shot glass. That sounds so good. Now, this one I've never tried, but at the Walking Book Club at Chikaku, the ladies were raving about it. They said take mint tea, so steep some mint tea, add Bailey's to it. They said it's amazing. Yeah. I really like Bailey's and hot chocolate. That's my... Yeah. Yeah. But mint tea, why not? Why not? Um, Fast fact, don't put the almonds, like the non-dairy Baileys in your coffee because it will curdle. (laughs) That's another hack. Well, there's a few hacks for us that that everybody know going into the camping season. So enjoy. Camper comments. This is my favorite part of the episode because I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, these are golden. They're so funny. So these are actual comments that I'm going to read verbatim that were left with the U.S. Forest Service on the registration sheets of um, so comment cards that like backpackers and campers had filled out after they completed their camping trip. So first one, a small deer came into my camp and stole a bag of pickles. Is there a way I can get reimbursed? Please call. I've never bought pickles in a bag, so even just that made me laugh. It just made me think the customer's always right. Not. When do deer? (laughs) I've never heard of a deer stealing things. Do deer steal? Let us know. Okay, the next one. Escalators would help on steep uphill sections. Indeed, they would. Oh, honey. (laughs) We're just going to move on from that one. So instead of a permit system or regulations, the forest system needs to reduce worldwide population growth to limit the number of visitors to wilderness. Wow, that's called genocide. So that's not going to work. Not a good good recommendation. Trails need to be wider so people can walk while holding hands. That's cute. Okay, yeah, that is cute, but... Not, not realistic. Move these trees. Um, okay, ban walking sticks in wilderness. Hikers that use walking sticks are more likely to chase animals. Okay. Mm. Okay. Um, all the mile markers are missing this year. What? Anyway. Well, probably. Maybe. <laughs> okay. Found a smoldering cigarette left by a horse. Like that was next to the horse. I prefer to think of it as the horse was smoking. smoking Yeah. Uh, Trails need to be reconstructed. Please avoid building trails that go uphill. Would make it easier. Not very outdoorsy people, that's for sure. This is one of my favorite ones. Too many bugs and leeches and spiders and spider webs. Please spray the wilderness to rid the area of these pests. I think a lot of people, they go, they do their once in a lifetime and it's just not their thing yeah this one i could see a lot of people wanting if it wasn't for like if it wasn't an entire forest that they were talking about please pave the trails so they can be plowed for of snow in the winter hmm. i'm thinking like it these are from big forests yeah, not like a little parks. trail these yeah. aren't uh, yeah so, uh, this one is really cute as well Chairlifts need to, oh, this isn't the one I was, chairlifts need to be in some places so that we can get to the wonderful views without having to hike them. Yeah, that'd be okay. I mean, people with disabilities, I mean, I guess there yeah. should be places where like the gondolas there's accessi- in Edmonton. accessibility, yeah. but 
But this is the one I was thinking of. I really ate. The coyotes made too much noise last night and kept me awake. Please eradicate these annoying animals. <laughs> I got to say, there has been nights in the summer where the coyotes are so loud. They are really loud. Or the worst is fox. I never knew how loud they could be. How, They're like they, hippie. But they also have a sound. It sounds like a woman being tortured. Yeah. Yeah. There's, yeah. A lot of weird animals. Actually, sounds. a lot of our neighbors, we had a thing within our, our um, subdivision. Everybody was trying to find out, like, is everybody okay? Like, we actually yeah. had where they were trying to figure out if a woman was being hurt because people got up in the night but it thinking animals. it was. And it's then other neighbors are like, no, I know it sounds not yeah. animal-like, but it is yeah. actually a fox. But it was a whole conversation we had within our I can see that. Yeah. yeah. Okay, you ready for the next one? Yes. Reflectors need to be placed on trees every 50 feet so people can hike at night with flashlights. Like I feel like that that's how they would But, you know, it. if you're hiking at night... Don't hike be, at night. Well, do you really... If you're hiking at night and you're that much of an expert... Like, to me, you'd have to be an expert hiker. Yeah, don't hike at night. at night ever. Just don't right. do it. I agree. Need more signs to keep area pristine. <laughs> I don't... That kind of takes away from the pristineness yeah. of it. This one's really good. A McDonald's would be nice at the trailhead. I actually went camping with someone who was mad that there was no Tim Hortons in the campsite. <laughs> so I could see people writing that one. Um, the places where trails do not exist are not well marked. Wow. That <laughs> These person marks is the things thinker. that don't exist. And the, the best one, the best one. Too many rocks in the mountains. Oh, I gotta learn grade seven geography. Have you ever heard like a really funny camper comment or something like that? If you have one to add to the list, let us know. So I'm looking forward to hear what the wacky news thing is this week what do you have for us Brittany? weird news of the week is the battle of the joshes okay i don't even know where you're going with that okay so there's a plethora of people named josh and they the our first josh we'll call him josh one he started a group on facebook and he just started adding like searching for people that were also named josh and yes. adding them into this group and then it was kind of like Highlander where there can be only one. So the Joshers <laughs> got together and they were like, we need to find out who the ultimate Josh is. And so they met somewhere in Nebraska. And this was in April. So it's a while, like a little way ago, but not yeah. that far. All of the Joshers met and they all brought pool noodles. And they just battled it out until they found out who like the supreme josh was and what was the criteria do you know any of the criteria it didn't really seem like there okay. were like they didn't describe it anyways okay. other than like i think you just got to hit people with your pool noodle right and you had to be a josh okay and so they did figure out who the supreme or ultimate josh was and this is the best part of the story um, the ultimate Josh is four years old. Oh, well, he so has stamina. Cute. I can totally see a four-year-old yeah, would not won. give up. And he isn't just a Josh. He is Josh the second. So oh, he's a Josh junior. So that's he's, cute. Like, he's really cemented in his Joshness. So he, yes. he won in every way possible. 
And so that was cute. We have the link. Was, I found it on HuffPost. So there's pictures of them fighting and it's just cute because he's four and is so adorable. And then not only that, that they like all met, but they all did a big food drive and they raised uh, or like got a ton of food together for that local food bank. So Wonderful. like the ultimate, all of the Joshes were ultimate because they did a really good thing. So it was just like an all round cute, good, so feel good story. Good guys. Yeah. So good job, Josh. Any yes. Joshes. Good job. Thanks for sticking it out with us on this episode of Small Town Badger. Until next week, stay safe and be well, folks. Toodles. If you have a community event, program questions, or something you would like to share with us at Small Town Banter, please email us at podcast at pclibraries.ca. That's podcast at pclibraries.ca.